morning, everyone, and welcome to day three. This is your host, Cynthia Artenis. I want to say that I am so freaking proud of you for showing up for yourself again today. After you have finished this episode, you have already reached halftime. How cool is this? Today, we talk about something that is important for all of us, getting your confidence back after failing. It will be a short episode to give you a little break because it's halftime, right? So before we dive in, I want to quickly summarize the main points from yesterday's episode, Hacking the Psychology of Confidence. Confidence is thinking, I think I can pull this off. And the highway to empowerment is asking yourself the following question, what would my goddess do? Next one, your brain can't understand if something is real or just an imagination. Our self-image is the mental blueprint or picture of ourselves. That means you will act like the sort of person you conceive yourself to be. Good news, you don't have to become more confident. You only have to make your brains believe that you are confident and you will notice shifts in your life. Train your success mechanism by practicing being confident and finding stories that support your new self-image of a confident person. And lastly, letting go of old stories, stories with which you no longer identify with. Okay, so let's dive right in. I want to start off by saying that nobody has their shit together all the time. I am a successful coach. I get invited as a keynote speaker or give interviews. I have created a successful group program with a 100% success rate. And still there are days when I see that I'm wearing my panties inside out. (laughs) I listened to yesterday's episode and noticed that the sound was not ideal. So I said, well, that's lame, but what can I do about it? Right now, I am sitting on my kitchen counter recording this podcast episode to see if the sound is better here. Yeah. So it's about saying, well, that didn't work out. What can I do different next time? So today, I don't really have a storyline, but I have prepared various tips and angles to get back into your confidence after failing. Hands down, failing is super lame. I know nobody who says, yeah, failing is just the best. It always gives me an opportunity to grow. (laughs) And I would be lying if I told you that I am a big fan of failing. I mean, obviously, we can learn, grow and evolve from past failures. But I don't think anyone is overly enthusiastic about it. And yet, it is a part of life. And it's insanely helpful to have some tips and tools in handy for the next time it happens. Because it will. In the end, this is also an indicator that you just bit off a bit more than you could chew. Which means that you are hungry for the next level or the next step. And only when we dare to leave our comfort zone, dream bigger, dare more, we can create a life we feel excited about waking up to every morning. We've lived our life to the fullest. So failing kinda means that you are on the right track and only need to make some adjustments. Or put differently, if your last failing was very long ago, you might be stagnating and could dream a bit bigger. Just putting it out there. (laughs) My sister always says you have to be 20% overstrained, in German überfordert, otherwise you're not learning. And it took me a while until I got it. And now I agree. Okay, 
So confidence after failing, here are my top five tips. Number one, make a cross at shitty day. I want to come back to our protagonist analogy from the first episode. Think again of the last novel you read. I mean, chances are pretty high that your protagonist was gloriously failing a couple of times. Protagonists fail all the time. Does that change the fact that you like them? Or did you root for them until the end? Does it make them less lovable? Hell no. We need these challenges and breakdowns in books, otherwise they are not exciting. And I'm not sure about you, but I sure as hell don't want to live a boring life. So maybe next time you make a big-ass mistake, try to snap out of the moment and think of yourself as the protagonist of your book. How do you want this book to end? You are always in control. Mentally close down the chapter. Go to bed and say, well, that sucked today, eh? I just make a cross-ed shitty day today. You know, and mentally make a big red X over, over like a shitty day box in your calendar. And here comes the magic. What can tomorrow bring though? So I urge you to make peace with it. You know, this was lame. Shitty day, shitty experience, this sucks. It's okay to be disappointed. It's okay to cry your eyes out for some time. Don't hold back and give it all you've got. I always say to my coaches, everything is welcome. All emotions are welcome. Buy yourself some ice cream, curl up in bed, listen to Adele on full blast. Make it movie-worthy. You know how they portray a scene when the star of the show is going through all emotions. I'm saying it one more time. You are allowed to be disappointed. You are allowed to be sad. It's okay to not be okay. And you will see that if you have truly given yourself time to process the initial disappointment after failing, you will feel so relieved the next day. It's like you're taking the power away from the thing by owning it. It's like a big storm at the beach. Yeah? Let the waves wash over you, but they won't drown you. You will only come back stronger. And when you go to the same beach the next day, it looks like heaven, the perfect tranqu tranquility and the most stunning sunrise. So tip number one, be disappointment. disappointed. Make a big cross at shitty day. Make peace with it and shift your perspective to what can tomorrow bring though? I mean, it sounds lame, but it's true. The sun will rise again. Okay. Tip number two, normalize failing and making mistakes. I wrote my master thesis on vulnerability. Admitting failure and communicating your mistakes can be one of the greatest boosters for success. So allow yourself to make mistakes. Because when we allow ourselves to make mistakes, we see that it's not the end of the world when we fail. Mistakes are an opportunity for us to learn, grow, and doing better. In the Google office, there's actually a sign that says, fail often, fail quickly. Because the earlier we realize one thing didn't work out, the better. You don't have to be good at everything. 
just take a moment to put this pressure off your chest that you have to be good at everything. It would be the lamest world ever if we were all the same. And have the courage to own your weaknesses. I actually call them part of the package. Part of the package. Because this is what they are in the end. But I will talk up more about this um, on the podcast episode for day number five. And this also goes for when you're trying out something new. Try to adopt the sweet beginner's mindset. Yeah? Giggling when you make a mistake in class. I mean, I am not a great dancer. And still, when I go to dancing class, I smile all the way while muscling my way through it. So instead of trying to be perfect at new things you're learning, focus on the activity and slowly learn how to get better. And adapt this more playful attitude. In the end, you're doing it for the fun, right? Okay, here comes a biggie. Tip number three. Don't identify with your feelings. We talked about this yesterday. So now you know that it is crucial that you don't identify with your feelings. So instead of saying, I am a failure, say, I failed at this test. I failed at this presentation. It's a gigantic mindset shift. And the next tip actually comes from my parents. Not sure if you know, but I have eight siblings. So we all took on responsibility early on in our lives. And you might have guessed it, with responsibility comes making mistakes. Luckily, my parents always had a high tolerance for making mistakes. My mom always said, like, the one who is taking over responsibility also makes mistakes. It sounds a bit cool in German. It's, wer arbeitet macht auch Fehler. Sounds like a pretty German thing to say. <laughs> But the main tip I want to share with you is a different one. Also, if you're listening, mom and dad, thank you so much. <laughs> you are the best. So we were nine kids and naturally none of us was good at all subjects at school. Yeah? And when we came home with a bad grade, the first response was never guilt tripping or shaming us. But my mom asked us a simple question. Did you do your best, sweetheart? And I think this perspective shift is so beautiful. Not dwelling on it or shaming, but just asking if we did our best. And giving out like a permission slip to fail at some things. So the next time when you fail, be brutally honest with yourself. Did you really do your best? Did you do anything in your capacity to master this? And if the answer is yes, then cut yourself some slack. We are humans. We, are all, we all have good or bad days. And we all have things we are simply not that good at. And if the answer was no, then also cut yourself some slack. Forgive yourself for your past procrastination or laziness and set the intention to do better next time. You can't change the past. You can only do better in the future. Also, if you want to kick procrastination in the butt, then send me a DM on Instagram and I can send you the link for my free ebook on procrastination. It is literally changing lives as you're listening to this podcast episode right now. Okay, beautiful. Tip number four, do you want comfort or solutions? So the next tip is something I shared in my dating and relationship workshop. So when you're deeply upset or sad, your partner could ask you, do you want solutions or do you want comfort? 
So instead of jumping straight to problem solving, sometimes we just want to be held and validated in our feelings. So the next time when you massively failed and you're telling a friend about this, make it clear what you want from them. Hey, sunshine, I hope you're doing fine. I just had my big presentation at work and I fucked it up big times. Are you free this evening? I would love some comfort right now. I don't really want to talk about it, you know, just get some comfort. By telling you my needs, I teach you how to love me. So do you want to know what I do when I fail big times? I mean, I can't see or hear your reactions, but I'm assuming that you want to hear it. So step number one, we talked about this, feel it all. Allowing myself to feel all of the emotions. Step number two, did I give my best? Like honest and brutal self-reflection and self-awareness. Step number three, and here comes the new perspective. As an entrepreneur, I am outside of my comfort zone 24-7. Every week I am doing something I have never done before. And that's just like an open invitation for mistakes. But when a big fuck-up happens, I eat some chocolate and I send a message to my sister. Hey, Vicky, this would be such an amazing blog post one day. You know, the day I ran out of money in 2022. The day I fucked up my website on the day of the freaking launch and nothing worked anymore. I don't know what it is about this perspective change that gives me so much comfort. I think it's the playfulness, like not identifying with what happened, making jokes about it. That's my love language. But mainly seeing it as a chapter of a book and I'm taking a step back. And then I imagine my future self laughing and smiling when sharing the stories months later. A vulnerable share coming up. I failed the practical test for my driving license twice. I had to do it three times. It was the most humiliating and excruciating experience of my life. And when I told a friend about it at school, she gave me one piece of advice that was just golden. She said, one day you'll be telling your grandchildren about this story and you will all laugh about it. Yeah, I really like this one. Okay, so here comes my next tip. It's also the last tip for today. And I think it's the most empowering one. Tip number five, game on and never game over. Have you ever played Super Mario Bros or any other video game? So basically, you're jumping around, collecting some coins, trying to unlock the next level in saving a princess. And every time my business life gets too serious, I grab my Game Boy and I play for a bit. And this helps me so much to shift my perspective. Try to see your current situation as a game. Of course, you're going to play the same level 15 times, maybe 50 times until you nailed it. It will be the lamest thing ever if it were too easy. So take over the bird's perspective and see it objectively, as if you're playing a game and you want to unlock the next level. You might fail multiple times, but it's just part of the fun. And every time you try it again, you have learned something new. Oh, here's a big plant that spits fire. 
If I go left here, I find a mushroom and get extra strength. Failing only means game on and never game over. So try to find new angles and new strategies. What could you do next differently next time? Do you have any other options? Nothing ever is a dead end. You only need to find a new solution. You've got this. If you are participating in the prize draw, today's hashtag is game on. So make a story on Instagram and tag me. So beautiful, everyone. That was it for today. You have officially finished 60% of this challenge. I am so proud of you. Like, how are you feeling? Do you remember the last time you, you made it to 60% when you started the challenge? You are rock stars. And I meet you back here tomorrow for day number four. Boost your work confidence. I actually held a three-day event about this theme last year. A little spoiler, nothing has been held back from you. And there is so much juice waiting for you.